I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources today. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and uh, we're going to continue to plow forward. We're going to talk about the economic impact of the coronavirus and the we often talk about this that in in every challenge there there is a golden opportunity for someone uh, and I believe that's uh, what's happening in terms of economics we're very pleased to be joined on the line now by former Utah governor and former US ambassador to China and to Russia John Huntsman Jr. How are you doing today sir? Boyd, it's a pleasure to be with you, my friend. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, obviously, there's a, a lot of economic challenges, and and uh, we'll break a little bit of those down. I also want to look at this internationally as well. But let's let's start first uh, right here at home, uh, in terms of making sure we don't allow uh, this grinding to a halt, uh, that it becomes a, a a complete halt. That then we got to figure out some sort of jump start to how do we keep things moving along enough. That when the uh, the tables turn and momentum shifts on the virus, that we can make sure our, especially our small businesses, are, are really cruising forward. Well, let's recognize where we are right now. Let's be pragmatic about it. Let's just be straight up honest. We're grinding to a dead stop. And we've never seen this before, not in our lifetime. Uh, this is a hundred-year event. So businesses don't have customers right now, and they're frightened, and they're withdrawing. And businesses have no choice but to terminate and furlough and cut. And that means unemployment is going to skyrocket and businesses are going to go bankrupt. But it doesn't need to be that way. There are some things in this uh, crazy set of circumstances, Boyd, that we can't control. There are some things that we can control. We're all listening to the national public health officials, and every day they give us guidance. It's no different in this state than any other state. You know, social distancing and all, all the practices that uh, are, uh, are, are, are to be followed and applied. The one area where we actually can make a difference, where we are in control, is the economic side, because there is no reason that we should let small businesses die. And this is a big problem right now. We're dropping like a rock. They need fresh capital. And we ought to be moving like yesterday, like three weeks ago, to get fresh capital to small businesses. And I'm sorry, but, you know, what the governor announced uh, recently, $8 million, that's a raindrop in the ocean. That's just not going to do it. And we have the tools with which we can make fresh capital available to small businesses. So what is the goal here? The goal is to keep people on payroll, because if they're cut from the payroll, you have all kinds of follow-on and ancillary problems. Uh, You know, you've got unemployed You've got single moms, single dads. They're at home. They fall into deep despair. Maybe they're underlying mental health issues. We've got to keep people on payroll. And the only way small businesses are going to be able to do that is with the fresh flow of working capital. So I put out in your great newspaper uh, just a couple of days ago the idea that we can flood the end zone with fresh capital, and we can do it now. And it's a combination of uh, banks offering. 
buffering their lines of credit. They're getting zero cost of capital at the Fed right. window right now. Uh, and they can offer zero interest working capital loans just to give people a backstop so we can get from point A to point B. We don't know how big this chasm is going to be. Is it going to be three months? Is it going to be six months? We don't know, but it's not going to be forever. And we're going to emerge better and stronger than ever before. So it's a short-term issue that needs a short-term fix. So banks stepping up, we have a billion bucks in the state's rainy day fund. There's no reason why we can't get two to $300 million out of the rainy day fund that would precede the flow of federal dollars that will be flowing into this state to make sure that we give small business all the confidence they need to keep people on the payroll, to keep them from being cut. And then you have to suffer from the follow-on effect, which is structural unemployment mm. and mass bankruptcies, because right. mass bankruptcies beget more mass bankruptcies. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, I, I do think it's important. Uh, we, we have made a big deal in the state about having uh, a significant rainy day fund. Uh, the legislature has talked about that regularly in terms of uh, wisely putting that aside. Uh, as you said, it is a rainy day fund. I think it's raining. I, I think I think we officially have rain on board. Uh, and so those are those are all really critical things. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have John Huntsman Jr. on the line, uh, former U.S. ambassador to uh, Russia and to China uh, and uh, current candidate for governor uh, here in the state of Utah. And I wanted to go to the to the China component for just a second here, because I, I think this is both a short term and a and a long term opportunity uh, in that we've we've often talked about uh, Utah not just being crossroads to the West, but crossroads to the world. And it seems to me that there's going to be a reframing for a lot of businesses whose supply chains sort of start and end in China today. Is that an opportunity that we ought to be trying to position for and get ready for vision-wise uh, right here in the state of Utah? Well, there's going to be a big problem with China. And, and, and I know China well, having lived there, having served as a U.S. ambassador and having lived in Asia four different times. China hasn't taken responsibility for something they're clearly responsible for. Instead of uh, informing its own people and the world early on about the spread of coronavirus, they basically hit it. Uh, and there was a disinformation campaign about its initial spread. So that's where a lot of it started. There were millions of people who left Hubei province, which is where the city of Wuhan is located. Five million people, we think, left uh, uh, Hubei. They went to places in China and all over the world. And it wasn't until uh, late January that the Chinese actually acknowledged the gravity of the situation. So because of that, uh, there's going to be major reassessment on the part of U.S. business, uh, and I think businesses everywhere, to say, do we want to be that top-heavy in terms of research and development, supply chain, management uh, in China? And right now, the world economy is very, very top-heavy in terms of what they've invested in China. Eighty-five percent of our pharmaceutical trade is basically uh, uh, derived out of uh, the China market. So I think there's going to be a massive reassessment, which means that there can, there's going to be huge opportunity for the state to say, okay, we're a safe haven. We're a great economy. We're going to be even better when we get out of this desperate straight point right now. What should we be doing to position ourselves to pick up supply chain opportunities, new investments, research and development that clearly is going to flow out of China looking for new safe havens and looking for new new places where they can do business. So to, to my mind, and listen, Boyd, as a, as a governor, as a candidate for governor of the greatest uh, state in America, short-term triage program, which we really already talked about, how we deal with the here and now, 
with an economy that's dropping like a rock. And the second part is how do we pick up the pieces over the longer term and make Utah the best shining star example of where we can signal to the global economy that we're just not the crossroads of the West. We are the crossroads of the world, and it can start now. And picking up supply chain opportunities that clearly are going to be flowing out of China because of the the dashed uh, trust in that marketplace. And it's going to happen in a fairly significant way, I believe. Yeah, fantastic. John Huntsman, Jr., thank you so much for joining us on Inside Sources today. Appreciate that perspective and insight. Uh, there are some short-term Thanks, things we got to get straight, and then uh, we've got to get to the vision of the, the long-term. It really is crossroads to the world time. Pleasure to be with you. Thanks so much. All right. Again, that's uh, former governor and former U.S. ambassador to China and Russia, John Huntsman, Jr., joining us on the Newsmaker Line today. Uh, he put out uh, his vision, his view in terms of what needs to happen. I do like this idea of uh, using some of the state's rainy day fund. That is what it is for. Uh, and there are opportunities there. Again, we have almost uh, a billion uh, sitting there, $932 million currently in reserve, and using a chunk of that to make sure we can uh, keep things rolling, especially for the small to medium-sized businesses here in the state of Utah. They are the lifeblood of the, of the state. Uh, I think they're the lifeblood of democracy around the world, to be honest. Uh, so we got to keep them rolling so that then as things shift that we, we really can pivot uh, to those bigger opportunities uh, and things on down the line. All right, we're going to go ahead and we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour, and we're going to talk some more about what can happen for those small businesses. Uh, Spence Eccles Jr. will join us coming up here at 1135. Don't miss it right here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.